0: And non-benders alike, welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatar: Verse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And
1: Varney, as I think everyone knows by now... We are not afraid to bring in some heavy hitters in the Avatar fandom to help us further the appreciation of the Avatarverse and its many layers.
0: I know. We have had some phenomenal conversations so far, in addition to talking to people who had a direct role in making the show, in voicing the show. We've had uh, some super fans do some amazing quiz stuff with us. We have run the gamut, and this is somebody that we have been really excited to talk to for quite some time and wanted to make sure that we sat down with her because she is a star not just in the avatar fandom but like in the world of anime fandom and fandom in general i'm excited too i would love for everyone to please welcome actress host seen on amazon prime video funimation and just all around entertainer cheyenne wulu hello hey you welcome cheyenne <laughs> what's going cheyenne. down what's popping? I don't think y'all understand. Like,
2: I'm geeked to be here right now. This is insane. Wow. Just like as an Avatar <laughs> fangirl, like, you don't even understand. Like, I would cosplay as Korra a million times. What? You're a Korra cosplayer? cosplayer? Oh, yeah. I got to show y'all. Like, yes. I was that girl. I made my costumes and everything. So- and then, of course, I love Zuko. That's my boy. I appreciate, appreciate <laughs> so, it.
0: appreciate So, I'm excited to be here. Oh, my gosh. Even though I just said the words Avatarverse fandom and that you know all about the Avatarverse, I'm still never really ready or prepared for... Someone to also like be a fan of us for some reason. I feel like I know. Oh no, I'm a fan Oh my gosh, that's really nice and flattering. Thank <laughs> you. But I feel like I'm such a dork. I'm I'm always shocked and surprised and happy. Dante's a cooler customer. I'm impressed that you're a Cora <laughs> cosplayer. Oh yeah,
2: I was in it in college. I mean, that was my jam. I think I oh, cosplayed God. three I versions
1: it. of her. Oh wow, that
2: was me. It's
1: really a, an art form. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we grew up on the sets in Hollywood, and so we've always had wardrobe artists that worked with us on every single gig, but for some reason, it didn't always think of it as this kind of moving art form. Yeah. And then when cosplay became this really popular thing and people were doing it all around the world, especially at Comic-Cons and events like that, then you start to realize, oh, this is a new art form, the way you're seeing these artists go about creating this. And then, of course, the major cosplayers in the world have millions of followers online, you're like, oh yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like rock star <laughs> totally. celebrities. And we were just saying before we started rolling that we were all at New York Comic Con, but we didn't get a chance to connect. Cheyenne, what was some of the anime stuff that you were running around doing?
2: This is my first time really hosting at a con, so it was really cool. I hosted the Demon Slayer panel, which was amazing. That's amazing. In front of 5,000 people. Like, it was crazy,
1: but it was really fun. Demon Slayer's hot. Um, Every con I go to, I see all the checkered kimonos and Demon Slayer all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Demon Slayer is that girl right now. Exactly. (laughs) And other than that, yeah, I was doing a bunch of fan interviews and things like that. It was really cool. It was my third New York Comic Con, but my first big con since the pandemic started. That was nice. It was
1: fun. Janet and I, we did our first live podcast panel, which is
0: amazing. For our first official ATLA thing that you've done, we feel very honored. Yeah,
2: this is the first Avatar anything that I've done. I'm not opposed to doing more, for sure. I love Avatar. I can, you know what's (laughs) funny? I also do YouTube writing on the side for Amazon Prime Video when you know Amazon Prime actually has Avatar on there. And the first assignment I decided to take on was, I want to do a Katara compilation video, why she's so amazing, and that's what one of our highest viewed videos on the channel uh, <laughs> Oh wow. i love it and i am not <laughs> so when did you first in come least. in
1: contact with the show was it
2: in college when it first premiered on nickelodeon that was when i first saw it but i didn't start getting like into it into it until i was like a freshman in college and then i started binging it and i was like oh my god wait this is amazing when i was a child i would have never understood half of the themes that were going on in this so it was nice to get back into it as an adult and re-watch and finally get obsessed at
1: that age, and especially going to college is one of the time when a lot of us are starting to see the world in different ways being out of home for the first time and then having something like Avatar hit you at the other themes start kind of creeping in that are heavier and a little more layered that as you're in that part of your life, it's really, I think it can be very informative. And it has been very informative for a generation.
2: There was so much that happened that I was just kind of like, oh, wow, I would have never understood like the relationship between Zuko and Iroh and like how that was Iroh's way of trying to like raise his own son. And there was so much that I didn't grasp until I was an adult and took it in again. And I was
0: like, whoa, Oh, <laughs> This was a kid's
2: show. This went deep at times. Probably do. <laughs> I love
0: that about it, too. That's a song we hear over and over again, but it's a beautiful song, which is that feeling of, oh, this is something that the second wave of it, when you let it crash over you when you're a little older, it's a, such a powerful wave, rather than it being something that's like, oh, I feel lightly nostalgic for this thing. And like it reminded me of when I was a kid. It's amazing that it feels mm-hmm. different as you're going through and experiencing the show as an older person, right? Yeah, for sure. What's come up a lot for us as we've been reviewing these episodes, as we've been talking about them and digging into them in season one, in book one of Avatar The Last Airbender is this focus on family and all the different ways that that's represented and the absence of Certain family members within Team Avatar, within this quote unquote opposition to Team Avatar and Zuko and Iroh. We thought it would be fun to just have a conversation with you where we do a little review because we're getting towards the end of book one, rounding up what we know about all of these characters as we go towards the Northern Water Tribe, because when that happens, that changes the dynamic temporarily for Katara and Sokka. It's a different experience for everyone. Obviously, Aang disappears into this other place, foreshadow report, foreshadow report. And so right now, we're kind of hovering in this place where it might be fun to look back and go, who have they engaged with? How has that defined their family as they've gone along? Where are the parallels between these different characters? Let's jump in. Let's go. So... When we start out the show, we very quickly learn that Katara and Sokka have grand grand. That's kind of it. Yeah, right? What do we know about Katara and Sokka? Somebody recap that.
1: There are no adults in there. The Southern Water Tribe, in their little community, all the adults, well, at least all the men are gone because they went to war. So their parents are gone. Sokka and Katara's father and mother, I guess, are chiefs of the tribe. And the mother, we find out later down the line, got killed by the Fire Nation.
0: Yes. Sorry about that. Yikes. <laughs> in his most famous Mia culpa, in fairness, we did kill a lot of people. We did kill a lot <laughs> of people. Tried.
2: One being Katara's mom. But Katara's mom was a beast. She wanted to save her daughter. Point so point. You can
1: take me instead and let my daughter go free. And
2: you know what? We respect her. We love her for that.
1: So they have each other. They have a sibling situation, brother, sister. And then if they run into another kid kid and we find out he is the last airbender i'm ang you just sneezed and flew 10 feet in the air really it fell higher
0: than that
2: i feel like it's a situation where they all kind of abandon their families to live this life forever and so they come there to make a new family maybe their old life is not something that they think about because they know they took on this big responsibility right that's just their new life that's a new beginning for them and then they shave their heads.
1: <laughs> I know there's families. They're yeah. running around being kids with parents and stuff. For
2: sure. But in Korra, they also, they abandon their families. So that's like where I'm drawing the knowledge from because they go
1: into it a lot better in Korra. So the air nomads that enter the monastery now, it's like entering the, the nunnery or the priesthood or something yeah.
0: like that. So he has no one. And then as they sort of begin their journey together, of course, we meet oh Zuko ah, yes. and Iroh. Fred Zuko got a lot of family. Got a lot of family who doesn't respect him. That's the worst part. Cheyenne, take us through what we know about Zuko thus far. Yeah,
2: Zuko's relationship with his family is very interesting because it seems like the only person in his family who loved him aside from Iroh was his mother. And she gone. And she gone. She, she loved me, but she gone. She gone. So aside from Iroh, his mom was the only person that cared about him. He has this big family. He has a community, but nobody respects him. It's a toxic relationship with his sister, with his father especially. Oh my God.
0: When Prince Zuko saw that it was his father who had come to duel him, he begged for mercy.
1: Please, father. I only had the Fire Nation's best interest at heart. I'm sorry I spoke out of turn.
0: You will fight for your honor.
1: I meant you no disrespect. I am your loyal son. Rise and fight, Prince Zuko. I won't fight you. You will learn respect, and suffering will be your teacher community of psychopaths <laughs> yes you're
2: right it's very interesting you know we say friendships are your chosen family i love that foreshadow alert that obviously zuko ends up finding his chokes and family with team avatar eventually because the way his sister was yeah and the way his father was built it was just
1: chaotic <laughs> my family has a lot of damage that goes back many generations i think power and wealth is a malt-toft cocktail for really explosive and damaging
0: things. It's that absolute power corrupts absolutely kind of idea. And that relationship between Iroh and Zuko in book one, we have these flickers of moments where it feels like Zuko is making a real connection with Iroh or he's seeing the affection With clear eyes that Iroh has for him. But by and large, in book one, right, he's mostly exasperated with Iroh. He's been so scarred, (laughs) so physically and emotionally scarred, that he can't even let his heart be touched by this person who is accompanying him during his exile, because what good does that do Mm -hmm. me? The first book, especially, they play him a lot,
1: just kind of like this bumbling fool. He's just a fool. You almost get that feeling like, what's he doing here? Is he just a wet nurse to his nephew? And then the beauty of the character, like a lot of things in the story, the mastery that how they unfolded the story is all these things that you took one way at the beginning of the show become revealed as something totally different.
2: It's almost like Zuko takes being with Iroh and having to travel and find the avatar with Iroh as even more of a punishment than just being exiled. You know what I mean? And- totally. Everything gets revealed when it comes to, like, Iroh's character and who he truly is. At the beginning, they don't see eye to eye, or at least Zuko doesn't see eye to eye, or he doesn't see the value in being with his uncle. I love the character development as the show goes on, for sure, even past book one.
0: So this is how the great commander Zhao acts in defeat? Disgraceful. Even in exile, my nephew is more honorable than you. Thanks again for the tea. It was delicious. Did you really mean that, Uncle? Of course. I told you Sang tea is my favorite. It's interesting. The first few episodes, especially, and certainly deeper into book one, we see it too. We're introduced to so many loners as well. Even thinking about the King of Umashu, you really get a sense that Bumi is kind of a loner, right? I mean, he's the king, so he already has this removal from everyone else. And you get the sense, because he's so kooky, from his soldiers from his attendants it doesn't seem like he has a connection with them everyone seems like they sort of keep their distance and they're always trying to interpret what he's saying and what he means by that and what instruction they're really supposed to take from that So this crazy king is your old friend Boomy? Who are you calling old? (laughs) Okay I'm
1: old. Why did you do all this instead of just telling Aang who you were? First of all it's pretty fun messing with people (laughs)
0: <laughs> no wonder Daddy wants a kiss from Flopsy, because it seems like that's about all King Boomy has as far as companionship, too. And same with Haru, right? We see Haru as this total loner because a lot of his community has disappeared. His dad is gone. He's this person who's not supposed to have this power and not supposed to show this power. So he's this loner. A really notable exception within these episodes being the Warriors of Kyoshi. Yeah, that is an episode community. where... You You get such a sense of community inside the Warriors of Kiyoshi and just the island in general. It feels like that place is solid in its community. Totally. Think about when they're traveling
1: around and they're visiting all these other people, we have to remember we're still in a time of war. It's displacement of people. It's trauma going on throughout the whole land. And so everyone's displaced and lost family members. So you all live here? That's right. Longshot over there, his town got burned down by the Fire Nation. And we found the Duke trying to steal our food. I don't think he ever really had a home. What about you? Fire Nation killed my parents. I was only eight years old. That day changed me forever.
0: Sokka and I lost our mother to the Fire Nation.
1: I'm so sorry, Katara. We're still in war.
0: Absolutely, and with that separation of families... Even Cheyenne going back to Haru and what that episode of Imprisoned shows us about earthbending and what you can do as a team, but also how worn down even the most powerful people in a community can be if the force at large is massive enough. One thing about
2: Avatar, it's all about team. It's not like team of family. It's like a team of friends.
1: Some of you may think that the Fire Nation has made you powerless. Yes, they have taken away your ability to bend, but they can't take away your courage. And it is your courage they should truly fear because it runs deeper than any mine you've been forced to dig. Any ocean that keeps you far from home. It is the strength of your hearts that make you who you are.
2: It's never too late to try to Mm. fill in those holes with your loved ones and things like that. I love that. I feel like that's my little take on it.
0: Do you feel like Katara's obsession with helping, other than that she sort of feels responsible for the way things go down when she gets herself sent to the prison, do we feel like part of that is wanting to live through someone else? Like she can reunite Haru with his dad, even though she can't be reunited with her mom or she can't immediately be reunited with her dad?
1: First and foremost, Katara oh <laughs> is a goody two-shoe. Is this anti-Katara over
2: here? What's going on? He
1: likes to get a little sassy. I love Katara. I'm just saying. <laughs> She's so good. She's so
2: good. <laughs> She's good, but to a fault, for sure.
0: <laughs> she stole a waterbending scroll, y'all. She did. I used to kind of look up to pirates,
1: but those guys are terrible. I know. That's why I took this. No way. Isn't it great? No wonder they were trying to hack us up. You stole their water bending scroll. I prefer to think of it as high risk trading.
2: Freeze! Can we like give our girl some props, though? Not only did she like steal a water bending scroll. Yeah,
1: she's a gangster. She really is, though. A hundred percent.
2: Back to your point, Janet. Like maybe she was trying to live through Haru in that sense because she knows she couldn't be with her dad. It comes to
1: family, she's gonna like do all she can mm-hmm. to mend those ties.
0: Yeah. And she has that tremendous empathy you brought him up D for Jet right Cheyenne how about that episode of Katara really falling for somebody She was still
1: vibing him super hard She liked her a
0: bad boy for
2: sure The animation changed
1: it was like she was in a music video She was
2: down very bad for Jet <laughs> but he definitely soon enough showed his true colors unfortunately because I was team Jet for sure when I first saw the episode
1: And I still like Jet controversial as he is He
2: lives that life we can give him a pass I still
1: <laughs> dig me some Jet
0: He also kind of stands in for how black and white katara and sokka could potentially go totally uh, because they also lost a parent to the fire nation it's in them
1: now listen you're not to blow the dam until i give the signal if the reservoir isn't full the fire nation troops could survive but what about the people in the town won't they get wiped out too
0: look duke that's the price of ridding this area of the fire nation Even somebody that you're attracted to who's maybe not good for you or who you feel is so different from you. Maybe there's that glimmer of recognition there where it's like she's drawn to the larger, darker version of what it feels like. Because sometimes, don't we all want that? We all want to give in to the anger that we feel about something tragic or something that's happened to one of us or someone we love, someone we care about. Sometimes it feels like it would feel so good to just go... That's it. They're the worst. This doesn't have to be complicated. I don't have to be empathetic. I can just say, boom, done. They're all bad. There's something very seductive about that. Right, Cheyenne? Yeah,
2: I think it was Sokka who had the signs a little bit about Jet, but she was just like, not trying to hear it. She's like, you know what? I finally found something that's making me happy. Let me ride this wave real quick. Okay. right.
0: Jet's like the character or one of the characters for Katara who teaches by example in the negative versus someone like Suki who teaches Sokka the example in the positive, right? I can see that. Yeah. Sokka who's like, I think girls this, this, and that. And Suki's like, um, better check that attitude. Let me show you up a little bit. Yeah. All right. You stand over there. Now,
1: this may be a little tough, but try to block me. (laughs) Good. Of course, I was going easy on you. Of course. Let's see if you can handle this. Anything else you want to teach us? (laughs) She's like, I'll best you on everything. And Jet's like, I'll kill everybody. (laughs) Don't kill everybody, all right? Yeah, Jet was on some other stuff. I don't know, man. Let's not become what we hate.
0: And he has his own makeshift family right mm-hmm. he kind of has his own team avatar yeah. with pipsqueak and Smellerbee, and i think that's part of why we love jet is the people of that course. he surrounds himself with
1: right what's crazy about the whole thing of avatar at least the first series it's about chosen family foreshadow report you got toff leaving her family you got these kids finding each other and becoming family to go save the world that kind of thing people leaving their actual family zuko and it becomes a story about chosen family. It's interesting that like a lot of people found it in college. A time where you leave your family. I mean, literally every
2: character on Team Avatar has left their family to join Aang and his adventures. I guess Aang is right. just that kind of person, you know, people just gravitate towards him. Main character goals. He is the Avatar. <laughs> yes. He's supposed to bring people together, so
0: Actually, what Dante was just saying made me really curious, Cheyenne. When you were in college, or even now, as you were falling in love with Avatar all over again in a deeper way, did you look around at your chosen family in college and kind of go, I guess I'm a bit of a Katara in this scenario? Like... My buddy over here a little bit of an ang
2: like did you sort of project any of that I would say with my friends in college I was definitely more of the sokka
0: of the group I know right kind of Oh my gosh I was biting down I was like I bet she's going to she was so Oh cool. yeah I, I was a sarcastic
2: it. comedic relief that also maybe was kind of like an outcast in a way because everybody had their own things going on with everybody was already hmm. really good friends and I just came in and like didn't have a lot in common with everybody so kind of like how Sokka doesn't have any bending and he's always feels left out and things like that. So that's kind of how I felt in college with my friend group. Now, yeah, maybe like I'm more of a Katara. Like I've definitely leveled up. My friends hey. are leveling up with me, and so like I'm always willing to show that I'm not going to back down from anything and I don't take no for an
0: answer when it comes to a lot of situations.
2: So, you know, I went from a Sokka to God, a Katara.
0: I could say that. That's brilliant. And also as you were talking, I was thinking about you cosplaying Korra, and I know there are a lot of people who they refuse to accept that Korra is part of the Avatar verse. But for those of you who may come around to Korra after listening to this podcast, you know we love you and we know we feel you. But Sokka and Katara superimposed on each other ain't too dissimilar from your Korra type, right? So it really makes sense to me that you would identify with both of those characters in different ways and see their different qualities kind of coming together as you mature. It makes a lot of sense.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, if y'all ever get to Korra for
0: this podcast, call me back. I've got so much to say about my girl. Oh, we are definitely going to be getting to Korra. So you are coming back. I love it. Is there an episode in book one that you relate to more for some reason or another? Or is there an episode that always stands out for you when you're revisiting book one that kind of gets you? For me, it's definitely Blue Spirit. It shatters me in a very specific way. And I think Dante might feel similarly about it. Yeah, maybe. we
1: recently watched Blue Spirit, so that definitely hits you hard, for sure.
2: Also, when they finally go to the Northern Water Tribe and they bump into Princess Yue, and like that was also like a really defining episode for me in Avatar as well, because it, it just seems like Sokka can never win, you know what I mean? But Katara did a lot of winning in that episode, for sure. Well...
0: I'm impressed. You are an excellent waterbender.
2: But you still won't teach me, will you? No. She definitely proved herself. I think that was the episode that people finally started to put respect on my girl Katara's name. And the
1: Southern Water Tribe. That was oh, down. absolutely. For
0: sure. I stand Water Tribe hard and we've not really been given any reason not to up to this point. And then we get to the Northern Water Tribe and it's Beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen it's depicted great. in animation, it's right? Amazing. And yet, all of a sudden, we modern day folks, women, and beyond are forced to confront the fact that, oh, I don't know if I agree with these customs. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Water Tribe people don't think women should fight. What's happening here? And it's a real uncomfortable feeling in your belly the first time right. if you stand the Water Tribe at all. It's a real uncomfortable feeling of oh, yeah. Do you feel what Katara feels, right? Uh, this is my friend Katara, the one I told you about. I'm sorry. I think there's been a misunderstanding. You didn't tell me your friend was a girl. In our tribe, it is forbidden for women to learn waterbending.
2: Yeah, Master Paku was really coming at Katara hard. And then we have obviously found out his relationship to Katara. Mm-hmm. And-
0: this is my necklace.
1: No, it's not. It's mine. Give it back.
0: I made this 60 years ago for the love of my life for Kama.
1: My grand was supposed to marry you?
2: He gave her no room to really, like, explain herself, show her skills, all because of traditional customs and things like that. She was even like, I'll come with you to train Aang. And he was like, oh, no, you can stay over there and do the dishes or something. We, we don't need you where we're yeah. going.
1: And she was determined. Can you water bend them dishes clean yeah. one time? Uh, <laughs> do not
0: even with that.
1: She
2: was not going to back down. She was like, oh, really? So okay. angry. She flicked him with a little bit of water and he was like,
1: oh, it's game time. Let's do it. But that's the great thing about this show, and we discussed this before, is a lot of other shows, like, it's so black and white. Like, these are the heroes, these are the villains, these are the good guys, these are the jerks. But as we go through this show, you see good and bad in every element. Yeah. Obviously, people feel some type of way about the Fire Nation, but there's actually good people in the Fire Nation also. Absolutely. Then the Water Tribe, oh, they're so good, but there's jerks over there. The Air Nomads, there's jerks over there. Obviously, the Earth Kingdom, lot of questionable things going on earth kingdom always yeah we don't know what's going on bossing say we just know there's no war there's no (laughs) war (laughs) bossing (laughs) say and the great thing about this show is you don't have to make these massive yeah these people are good and these people are bad no every nation every type of person in this world is like there's room for good and there's room for evil
0: well and you said it so well d just within the elements i think that's such a great Way of characterizing it, because that makes room not just for the personalities inside these different nations, inside these different communities, but also the elements themselves, the good and the bad, that there's a dark and a light to each. And that, as we start to run out of time, takes us to a couple of questions that we know we got to ask Miss Cheyenne before we let her go. And as we are talking about elements, it does beg the question, Bosco, hit it.
1: I already know, though. What? I don't think you do.
0: We have a guess. Diane, what
1: kind of bender would you be if you were a bender? We have a you guess. might shock me. She might shock you. Actually, I always say I would actually
2: be a fire firebender. Ooh!
1: Yes! Yeah.
2: Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. He
0: thought he saw water I bending know. coming a I mile water bending away. I thought waterbending was coming a mile away. I was away. praising
1: Sokka and Katara and Korra, but I, I saw really- you <laughs> stand in that water trap so hard in <laughs> your blue background on your screen right now. Uh, What's going on? Uh, Why would you say Fire Nation? Why are you saying Fire Nation? Shayane? Oh, because I feel like
2: depending on how you use it fire can be beautiful but it can also be like dangerous yes I feel like I'd be able to balance those two effects very well also I love Zuko Zuko is literally my number one character in Avatar so I always said I was like you know what I feel like if I can be a little bit of Zuko with also like the little bit of crazy that Azula brought to the table
0: yeah with that blue flame
1: I would be fire. She does got that blue flame. Yeah.
0: There is an appeal to the crazy. Just give me a pinch on a day where I care too much or I feel too hurt by something. You just want a little pinch of that Azula crazy. You guys, we're all actors. We're
1: all in this industry. So we all have a pinch of that crazy because we're right. here. We
0: have to. We showed up. We got to have a pinch of that Azula crazy. Also, I would never have a gas
2: bill again. All right. I would literally just <laughs> use my power and cook That's everything. Right. It would be iconic. Okay. There's so much that you can do with fire. Oh,
0: I love it. All right. Next question. You've talked a lot about your man Sokka. You mentioned Suki. You mentioned Princess Yue. I'm interested in any specific favorite Sokka ship and then just ships in general. What characters do you ship in Avatar?
2: Well, Sokka and Princess Yue, that would have been so cute. So I'm going to point that out. Sokka and Princess Yue shipped them so hard. We know what happened there. Somebody turned into the moon, man. Like, that's
1: insane. You know what's crazy is I finished up my pop collection and I got the Admiral Zhao. Pop Funko, the new one. Mm. Admiral Zhao now, right? And he's holding the bag. No!
2: Oh. With the koi fish? Yeah.
1: That's crazy.
2: That
0: is so it wrong. Okay, yes. that's why he I'm got left. I'm looking that like, are you kidding me?
2: why that's so rough that is rough oh man oh i thought the cute crush that Toph seemed to have on sock was really cute i feel like that was the only time that we ever saw her being vulnerable and like cute and it was nice to see her break down those walls a little bit taka yeah taka Taka i don't know that i shipped them together but i did think it was very cute it was cute then this one is probably (laughs) the most toxic shit but i did have hope for katara and zuko i i did (laughs)
0: I, I did have a little bit of Zutara. hope
1: Zutara. Zutara forever. Yes.
0: The first time I saw the show, I really thought it might go that way. I was like, she can change him. <laughs> she can change him. He was changing
1: himself. That's a good message. You don't have to have wait for someone to change you. You can change it yourself. Yeah, very true. It would have been nice if she healed that scar, though. <laughs> he wanted to keep it. It was a reminder. Our scars <laughs> remind us. <laughs> would have been cool. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Cheyenne, this has been the treat we knew it would be, you know, we're going to grab you back in on this and chat up some more Avatar and Korra with you in the future. In the meantime, please tell everyone what they should be looking out for uh, with regards to you, what you're up to, how to find you on social media. Yeah, and all that you can stuff.
2: find me all over the Internet at Cheyenne the Geek, all one word. So C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E, the Geek. You can pretty much find me on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere. So, any projects that I have, I'll be posting it or spamming it on my pages.
1: Amazing. And, you know, when we have you back, I know you had so much refrain about talking about Zuko. So, we can just talk all about Zuko
2: next (laughs) time. Yes, I have so much to say. I love Zuko. (laughs) I am Zuko high for
0: sure. (laughs) Thank you so much, Cheyenne. This was a pleasure. God, that flew by. It did. That was so quick. It did. That was awesome. Follow us on social media. I'm at Janet Varney on Twitter, at the JV Club on Instagram. You are at Dante Bosco. Basically everywhere, Everywhere,
1: right? except for on TikTok at Dante. Next week, we'll be recapping episode 17, The Northern Air Temple, with the hilarious actor with that famous voice, Jason Manzukis. And we'll see everybody next Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.